show. Obviously, you're not a golfer. What kind of beer do you like? Heineken! Fuck that shit! Pop, spoon, ribbon! You take drugs, Danny? Every day. Good. So what's the problem? I don't know. Money, 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 money! I drink your milkshake! I drink it up! Son of a bitch. Stole mine. You're a cantaloupe. <laughs> and we're off and running welcome back to wtm watch this movie i'm your host eric Mulder. eric he is a bad bad man joined once again by mr alex jones curl him get him curled <laughs> let him watch let him watch not that alex jones the one you're thinking of we're talking about the bicep uh, although between you and the, uh, the famous alex jones He's he's got some arms out. Who do you think would win arm wrestling? Me. You sure about that though? Yeah. You had to have seen Alex Jones with his shirt off. He does it. He takes it off all the time. I don't. I, no, I did not. <laughs> <laughs> so they make fun of him for him, like the late night talk shows. Why and is stuff. he taking his shirt off all the time? Because he's dumb. <laughs> well, he he, he sounds like, like a guy I want to get my news from. <laughs> <laughs> he uh he likes to uh, be very theatrical. No shit. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't really seen him do it, but that's, that's what I, I hear. He does it a lot. He's a jackass. I, I've seen an ad on a website where he was advertising something. It was some sort of supplement or whatever. Okay. So, like, because he's... He's beefy. Yeah, he's beefy. I, I wouldn't call be, him fat, I but I wouldn't call fat. him cut either. Uh, I think he's, like, a little... He's in between. I think on At Midnight, I caught the beginning or tail end of something and they showed a picture of him from his younger years mm -hmm. and apparently he's pretty he's pretty big yeah. like ripped or something from his younger years he looked good he looked good in the picture i guess little steroids fucking made him a little paranoid i think him <laughs> <laughs> and hanging out with the body but yeah i saw him on an ad and i was just like really like just with the shirt off like Probably like super male vitality or something like that. Some supplement or some bullshit. I was just like, it's it was like you're you're not. It's not like embarrassing. No, with a shirt off. But just, at the same time, it's like you're not like a model either. So well, you shouldn't be. Cover it up. <laughs> President thanked him for his support. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got to get away from America. We got to go to South Korea. No. Let's so talk about North Korea. <laughs> Let's get away from America and go to North Korea. No, we're talking South Korea today. South of the border, yeah. <laughs> Did you, like, mix a Hispanic voice with, like, a Minnesota accent? <laughs> you nailed it, yes. <laughs> I was thinking of the show Fargo. <laughs> and then I just, I just kind of was going for the Fargo voice, really. And then people say south of the border. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Whatever you want to work it out in your head, I guess. <laughs> Anyways, we're doing our first uh, Korean film, I believe. 
breakdown of leftovers. We're doing old boy today. Breakdown. <laughs> you are still laughing up a storm over there. <laughs> you gonna make her? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's give the the deets here. Old boy from 2003, South Korean film, uh, directed by Park Chan Wook. Starring Choi Min Sik. Yeah, I'm gonna get all these names wrong, just <laughs> so you know. But uh, Yu Ji Tai, Kang Hee Young, and let's see if there's. I can give out a couple more here. Ji Dae Han and Kim Byung Ok. Okay. Ok. Byung Ok. Kim. <laughs> Is that a new one? I don't know. No, I think that. that was the one you were trying to say. Byungak. Okay. Ak? Kim? Yeah, we suck at it. So Yeah, we're no good here. That's our thing though. It's our shtick. Yeah. <laughs> it's our shtick. You you tune in for the shticks here. <laughs> Plot synopsis for old boy. Rape. <laughs> no. An average man is kidnapped and imprisoned in a shabby cell for fifteen years without explanation. He then is released, equipped with money, a cell phone, and expensive clothes. As he strives to explain his imprisonment and get his revenge, Odesu soon finds that his kidnapper has a greater plan for him and is set onto a path of pain and suffering in an attempt to uncover the motive of his mysterious tormentor. Dun, dun, dun. That was written by Jack's Revenge. <laughs> oh, it was. There's a bunch of writers, apparently. The one you read was Jack's Revenge. Oh, for the the source of yeah, that? Okay. yeah. No, 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 not the actual, <laughs> not the actual movie. Jack's Revenge. No, no, I'd say the source of the review or the synopsis. Yeah, that's what it said. Written by Jack's Revenge. Okay, I'm glad we got that solved. <laughs> so, first impressions here. Let's get this out of the way. I know this was your. I had seen this uh, probably about for the first time uh, about five years ago. Um, you just saw this the other day for the first time. Yep. So good, bad, just okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, mediocre. I think I would put it as. Uh, uh, no, it uh, it lived up, it lived up to expectations. Yeah. So I'd read, I'd read enough or seen an, maybe a handful of clips either from, you know, top ten lists or shit like that of certain types of scenes in cinema. Over however many years, but I never watched it, uh, and it one hundred percent lived up to uh, well surpassed, I guess, my expectations. I would say right up until the end, it was like, yeah, it's lived up to expectations, and then something occurs and it pretty much jumped them. <laughs> Which brings us to the main question: Would you watch this with your daughter? <laughs> uh. So, <laughs> I would if she didn't know I was her father. <laughs> you would use this movie to break the news that if neither of us were aware. <laughs> so, you're living in Alabama. I, yeah. <laughs> and this is like your icebreaker to this like, hey, icebreaker. I go, surprise, I'm your dad. <laughs> I go, so you see the girl in this story. That's you. I'm the dad. And you're just like, huh? Us two? 
we don't have to do what they did. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know if there could be a more awkward viewing experience than to watch this with your daughter or family in general. Yeah. I mean, even if they're of age, I mean, I can't picture a lot of families like with, you know, parents that are like 50, 60 and kids that are like 25, 30 years old, mm-hmm. like all getting together and watching old boy. <laughs> I think it'd be even it'd be a little more realistic if it was like a 40 something parents in like late teens. Yeah. Like, oh, I heard this movie's good. Let's throw it on. It might get a little awkward. Yeah. Uh, the most awkward viewing experience I had with my parents was when we sat down and watched Zach and Mary make a porno. That's that was awkward it. for you guys? <laughs> really? Yeah. I would have figured it would have been all right. Well, I was still in high school. Yeah. We saw it. Heathen. <laughs> watching people bang. <laughs> it was supposed to be filmed in St. Cloud. Did you know that? Nudies. That that was? Mm-hmm. No. No, I did not. City of St. Cloud did not like the title, so they did not <laughs> let Kevin Smith Standards. St. Cloud has standards. That's the thing. <laughs> they only, you know, allow certain things to occur in that town. St- standards and stabbers. <laughs> and racism. Crossroads Center. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Healthy about, portion of racism. <laughs> enough about St. Cleasy. Cloudone. <laughs> now, typically our breakdowns involve a lot of we break down a lot of themes, maybe metaphors, hidden meanings, things like that. You and I were talking off air. There really isn't much of that at all in here. There no. is pretty much everything is pretty straightforward. It's told in a way that is, you know, there's flashbacks. And it's not it's not all linear. But everything up until the very last shot is straightforward. And then the last shot's kind of very ambiguous. Um, there's also a... There's an underlying theme from like, you know, inspiration from Greek mythology, which we'll get into. But no, otherwise it's pretty much straight up. It's a revenge story. It's it's a very fucked up revenge story. <laughs> yep, it's kind of like a mystery revenge story a little bit. All right. Well, let's. We're gonna do the plot summary. If you're new to the show, these breakdowns and movie leftovers we do, we talk about the entire movie, the whole plot summary. So there's spoilers. So be aware of that. We're going to be doing the plot summary from Wikipedia today. Because it looks pretty reasonable. Four paragraphs. And then uh, yeah, we'll just go through it, talk about our notes, and then we'll get into uh, some Greek mythology. And then we'll be done, and then you can go. (laughs) (laughs) And you can choose if you want to watch it or not. (laughs) If you haven't. Yeah. Hopefully you had seen it. Because this whole movie is, it's one of those movies where it's, the big reveal is the movie. It's yeah. the whole reason you watch this movie. Yes. Is for the ending climax reveal. And then the ending basically makes you think differently about pretty much everything that's already happened in the movie. <laughs> yep. So you're watching it, and then the ending happens, and you go, oh, God. And they also provide flashbacks once the big <laughs> reveal occurs, so it <laughs> it'll give you the visual to reassess what you just watched. All right, let's get it started. In 1988, a businessman named Ode Su uh, is arrested for drunkenness, missing his daughter's fourth birthday. After his friend Juwan retrieves him from the police station, they go to a phone booth for Desu to call home. While Juwan is talking to Desu's wife, 
Daisy was kidnapped and wakes up in a sealed hotel room where food is delivered through a trap door. By watching the television, Daisu learns that his wife has been murdered and that he is the prime suspect. Daisu passes the time shadowboxing, planning revenge, and attempting to dig a tunnel to escape. And attempting to kill himself multiple <laughs> times. Yep. I remember. Um, so we first meet Odesu in the, uh, well, first, technically, the first shot is of Odesu right after he gets out and he's holding some guy over a ledge and you're like, what the hell's yep. going on? Yep. I'm going to tell you my story. I'm going to tell you my story. Uh, my yeah. story. And then it cuts to a flashback of him kind of a being a drunk asshole at a police station, mm-hmm. flirting with people's girlfriends, <laughs> putting on wings. He attempts to piss in the police station three <laughs> or four times. I got to pee. <laughs> got to go. Just got to go. Uh, he has a hilarious line at the end of the encounter with the police after his friend comes to pick him up and he's like, I'll see you guys again soon. And they're like, don't ever come back here again. <laughs> and then he goes, that's up to me. Assholes. <laughs> <laughs> and he runs out of the police station. <laughs> that's pretty good. That was funny. So then it's raining outside. It's, they get to the phone booth. Yep. And that is, I almost forgot because when I was rewatching it. I forgot that how quickly, He's kind of kidnapped and just mm-hmm. put in the imprisonment right away. Because it happens, I didn't even realize it again. I was like, oh, yeah, he's he's missing. He's not behind his friend anymore. He's not staying outside the, the, the phone booth. Yeah. That was quick. Kind of a rotating camera shot a little bit. Yeah. And, you know, you're starting to get the farts, too. Getting her going. Getting the toots. Jimmy John's <laughs> freaky fast farts. <laughs> <laughs> That'll happen. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So then he, uh, yeah, he draws like, you know, an outline on the wall and he just starts going to town, shadow boxing that just as by the time he gets out is all his knuckles are just big scars. Yeah. Probably from, I mean, I bet he fractured and broke his hand numerous times. There is like 15 years he's been in this room and he gets, he gets television, he gets food. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like a, they talk about it in here. It's like a shabby small like kind of room but it's like a it's pretty good it's size decent, actually it's, it's a like decent, a hotel, like, hotel room i'd say it's like a hotel room that's what it looks like yeah and especially if that was supposed to be from the late 80s right that's a nice fucking hotel room in korea yeah yeah uh he, he's living pretty good i don't know what he's so upset about <laughs> but can't leave but <laughs> not allowed to leave free food he's getting tv three hots and a cot <laughs> that's all you need <laughs> uh i there was that creepy shot that I think just cuts to him, like when they're doing the montages of him in his room, where it's just him and his fucking hair is all blown out. Mm-hmm. He's just smiling, like like yep. hardcore smiling at the camera. They flash between that and I think the picture. Uh, that's pretty creepy. <laughs> well, he's all hopped up on the on the laughing gas, yeah. pretty much. Yeah, he's it wasn't all laughing up. gas. It was uh, fuck, I forget the kind of gas they say it was. Um, oh, it's the same gas they say they used on, uh, as they reference the Russian uh, Chechen hostage crisis. So that type of gas. Although I, that was like, but that was some type of deadly gas. That is what they reference that they use, the similarities. It's a gas that makes you feel good, but pass out. Right. But yeah, they pretty much just gas them like every night. Yep. 
It seems like to go to bed. But is that that the only reason? It's just like lights out at 10. (laughs) Gas is coming on. Yeah, I guess. Uh, I guess towards the end, you know, I suppose it's to bug him. Because, you know, he finds all those bugs in his clothes and shoes and shit later on in the movie. Yep. So I spoke, but I mean, you wouldn't have to gas him to do it. I assume they're giving him the clothes so you could just bug it before you slid it in. Yeah. Slid it in. Uh, yeah. Could be just another form of control. Because 15 years in the same place, he did almost, yeah. he did almost escape. I suppose it wipes you out, too. You know, can't imagine being gas constantly. You're going to wake up refreshed. Yeah, you don't know where this place is initially, but you come to find out it's just like a regular... Like apartment building or hotel. Yeah, when he busts through the wall, it's like he's like in the middle of the city. <laughs> it's not like they took him anywhere remote. Yeah, and it's not like this place is a compound or a fortress. So right. I'm guessing like when they asked him, you got to keep this guy for 15 years. They're probably like, well, we're going to have to use a lot of gas. <laughs> 15 they, years, you can break out of this fucking place. Where are they getting all this gas? Anyways. Maybe they're just, you know, meeting you after Jimmy John's. It's a big hole in the story here. Uh, you know, this movie, it's not holding its water. It sucks. <laughs> no. It is awesome. Uh, and, yeah, you don't want to just get into the next paragraph here? Hit it. In 2003, 15 years after he was imprisoned, and just before digging himself to freedom, Desu is hypnotized and wakes up on a rooftop with a suit. <laughs> <laughs> with a suit. With a suit. You remember, crawls out of the case. He's got a suit on. Yeah, he's wearing. So they're not a lying. Suit. <laughs> with the but suit, yes, that is kind of weird. The businessman wakes up on a rooftop with a suit. After interacting with a jumper on the oh, rooftop, got baby goo on my suit. <laughs> baby goo. <laughs> These shoes. These shoes. shoes. <laughs> oh, I got gas on my suit. <laughs> After interacting with the jumper on the rooftop, Desu tests his fighting skills on a group of young thugs and is mysteriously handed <laughs> a cell phone and money by a beggar. He receives a taunting phone call from his captor, who refuses to explain the reason for his imprisonment. Later, he collapses at a sushi restaurant and is taken in by Midu. Mido? Did you say Mido? Not, it I guess be, in my head I was, saying, I was saying Midu. So was I, but then I kind of think, well, isn't that just like an American way of saying it? All right, it could be. English. Absolutely could be. Our so, Korean listeners, correct us. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I guess we'll just go with Mido. Yep. Mido? Mido. 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 Uh, Mido the restaurant's no. young chef. After he recovers, Desu tries to find his daughter in the location of his prison. He discovers that his daughter was adopted by a Swedish couple and gives up trying to contact her. Desu locates the Chinese restaurant, which made food for his prison and finds the prison by following a delivery man apparently it is a private prison where people can pay to have others incarcerated Desu enters the prison and tortures the warden mr park who doesn't know the identity of Desu's captor but reveals that Desu was imprisoned for quote talking too much unquote while leaving the prison Desu is attacked by a large number of guards but manages to defeat all of them we'll stop there first off you want to eat some octopus? <laughs> would you? Well, first of all, would you eat octopus? Yes. I think, yeah, I, I might give it. I'm not a big sushi guy. I like sushi. Well, all. I think it's a little different than sushi. I like sushi. I know, but I'm just saying that's. Yeah. It was at a sushi bar where he got it. So the first step is sushi. Next step is 
Uh, live octopus, <laughs> slithering around. Uh, yes, I would. I think I might give it a try, give it a whirl, but definitely not alive. Uh, I'd try it alive if that's really? how it's eaten where I'm at. You know, how it's a delicatessen. I think I read that in South Korea. They that scene was frowned upon and caught a lot of sh- shit because people were they didn't like that he ate it alive. They eat octopus all the time in South Korea, apparently, but they cut it. So yeah, well, well they'll, they'll do it alive, but they'll cut it. So, like, eating it alive wasn't – it was more of a shock, I think, to the international audience. Yeah, okay. Versus – and plus, it would be weird for Koreans and Japanese yep. to see it because, from what I read, sometimes it's eaten alive, but mm-hmm. they'll cut it. So that must mean what they cut mean? it and it's – It's still alive? It's still alive for maybe like a worm. You know, you cut a worm in half. Still alive for a little you bit. Know, still alive for a little bit. So maybe that's what the deal is. Like they'll cut it right in front of you, give it to you. I mean, I guess I assumed people aren't eating octopus like that. <laughs> Normally yeah. anyways, one big eat. Going head first. Uh, I wouldn't eat it like that ever. Like one big handful or you just yeah. eat. Nah. The tentacles you'd are have, like going up to, his nose and oh. You'd have to cut it. I, I would eat it stick to his face. Yeah, that's that was gross. <laughs> I, I couldn't handle that. If I was eating something and it was literally grabbing my face with suckers, no, nope. <laughs> I can't imagine how that feels. Probably is like sucking suction cups. Yeah, while you're eating. Ugh, it was like going up his nose and his mouth and out. And and I gotta and, imagine ugh. octopus doesn't taste very good. Not like that. I don't know. Maybe it's a delicacy or South Korea help be. us out. How that, good that, is octopus? <laughs> that's Can you deep why fry it. That's why. Uh, uh, I'd be open to eating it how it's eaten, depending on where I'm at. Because if other people are eating it that way, well, then why not? Why not yeah. try it? Somewhat respectful. Uh, but I'm not eating the whole thing in one bite. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was rough. That was gross. <laughs> you really went after it. That is quite the scene. Yep. And I read that Choi Min Sik, uh, who plays Odesu. They used four octopuses, or octopi, if you will. Mm-hmm. Octopode. <laughs> Is it octopode? I think that's what I wrote down. That's what it was written somewhere. Okay. Octopodes. Octopi or octopod, octopodes. Podes. It's octa-something, people. Octa. But anyways, he had to eat like four of those to get, the, to get all the takes. And he's a Buddhist. So he would say a prayer before each one, kind of like to apologize and... You know, probably play pray for the you know spirit of the animal. Right. And have you the octopode? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! You remember when you get through this? <laughs> Octopuses. <laughs> That's just too vulgar. Don't say it like that. But yeah, I thought that was kind of funny. I was like, oh, you he did that like four times. That's gross. Oof. You better, because if you if you think about what we just said, you could probably cut it and it's still alive for a little bit. That means if you ate it like that, and you're chewing it, can you still feel it? Probably. Yeah. It's not gonna die right away. Because like by the time, because he he starts in right at the top and like the head area. Yep. And it's it's still a couple bites before the tentacle actually goes up, touches his nose. So he's like a couple bites in already. So I'm guessing like the brain is kind of destroyed by that time or maybe it's just having its last frantic. Yeah, I don't know. know. 
squid are fucking weird. Isn't that part of the squid family, I think, or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. Squid, octopus. Octopodes. Squid. The ah. tent alien. It's a face hugger. So he's eating a face hugger <laughs> in a sushi bar. It's a face hugger, people. <laughs> Can we get to the gang and when they call him a dick shit? <laughs> <laughs> they love the word dick shit, apparently. And he loves the fact that they love dick shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can go to there. Let's see, my next note. Well, so the guy he was talking to, uh, or not talking to, holding by the necktie on top of the building with the dog, mm-hmm. does fall to his death. The synopsis skipped over that. Yeah, he walks out the building, which... Um, and then the guy hits a car behind him because he fell off. He jumped off the building mm-hmm. with the dog. Just kind of a more yeah. side character, just a little. Yeah. It doesn't have a lot to do with the whole film at all. Yeah. And he's also unable to just go home or find family because after he went missing, the rumor his wife was killed and then it, it was made to believe he killed his wife and then went on the run. I don't think the synopsis covered that either. No, it did. It did? Yeah. Said that I his wife is dead and he is the prime suspect. Well, that was a little too condensed for me. Uh, <laughs> no, but yeah, he, his wife's killed, and he was been framed because it happened while he was in in prison. So obviously, he didn't kill his wife. Yeah, and then he comes to find out that his daughter was adopted by a Swedish couple, and he just—that was one thing that I thought was kind of weird. He was just like, "Ah, eh, forget it then." <laughs> <laughs> I thought that too. I was like, "Why did he just give up?" Don't He's you like, want to call your daughter? Sweden. No, I'm not going to Sweden. <laughs> That's a little far. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Never mind about that. So yeah, after eating the octopus, he passes out. Yep. And Mido brings him to her place, which kind of on a whim. They didn't. They spoke very briefly before he. It almost seems like she was hypnotized. <laughs> almost. <laughs> almost. Because uh, he, you can tell he's you know much older than her. She's very young. He's middle aged, maybe or maybe just. Around 40 to 45, maybe? I put him in 40s. Yeah, somewhere yeah. in the 40s, probably. Jeez. 20. Because he's been in prison for 15 years, and he had a young daughter before that. Right. So maybe he's closer to 50. Yep. Anyways, he gets he gets real rapey real fast. <laughs> uh, he rushes that bathroom. <laughs> yeah, he does. She goes to the bathroom, and he just bolts. She's like, don't, you know, I don't have a lock on this door, so don't get any funny ideas. And you're taking a shower or whatever. And immediately he just bursts in there, like, trying to fuck her. <laughs> it's like, what are you fucking doing? <laughs> Super rapey. I know you've been in the joint for 15 years. But, but A, that doesn't give you an excuse for rape. And B, this woman just took you in from a sushi bar she met, she was serving you at. Now, the more you think about it, was he hypnotized <laughs> to do that as well? Uh, Maybe there was a trigger or something to, like... Because that later on, made it really movie, give him the urge to want to have yeah, sex with her. Yep, something. Uh, but I figured like it would have been enough of a trigger that he was in prison and didn't see anyone for fifteen years. Because I think it was Wu Jin later says like, "Oh, is he falling in love with her already or something?" Others, but she's falling in love with him already. I oh, that's what it was. Yeah, never mind. But they were both hypnotized. So yeah. Yep. There might be a trigger in there people have watched the film more maybe they've kind of keyed in on the, some of those little nuances that there may or may not be and really the first 
sign of physical penetration between the two occurs when she shoves a repository up his ass. That? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he finds a wrapper of medication. What are these? Suppositories. You're passed out. How was I supposed to give it to you? Which is like, how do you know he's sick or even like what he has? You're just giving him pills. Guy passes out like, oh, he needs an antibiotic. You better shove this up his ass. No other reason for anyone to pass out. It almost seems like somebody else was influencing her in some other ways. (laughs) Almost. (laughs) Not quite. Um, mm. He's like, just give it to me. Uh, that's because after after she resists, yeah, you know, she kind of gives kind of a speech of like, well, it's not necessarily that I don't want to sex with you, but you know, we just met. Uh, I kind of like you, but you know, I want to get to know you more. And when the moment's right, I'm gonna sing a song. And yeah, but after that, it was was what threw me off because she says, uh, when I sing that song, go for it. So even if I resist, just do it. <laughs> just go through with it. I'm like. And then she does the whole like hand gesture, it's like just pound it in there. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? So you're saying, I think it's Lucy get a bit about trying to sleep with a woman, mm. and like you know maybe they're making out, and then it gets to maybe some foreplay stuff, and then maybe she'll take his hand away a few times. Oh, okay, then yeah. that's all that's gonna happen tonight. You know, I'm not gonna do anything, and then. She calls him later. You know, why didn't we have sex? And he's like, we well, kept throwing my hand away. She's like, well, I, I just wanted you to go for it. I like it. It's exciting and stuff. He's like, really? I should just. <laughs> so you want people to rape you? Is what you're saying? Because <laughs> if you're saying no, and you want me to go through with it, how am I supposed to discern that from any other woman who would say the exact same thing in that situation? <laughs> So she's really throwing some some mixed signals because yeah. she's like, she turns them off or turns them away. Right. Well, she's turns- taking a dump. So I guess. Like- <laughs> <laughs> Not totally in the mood. But later when I'm ready, we can have sex. I'll sing a song. But if for some reason I'm not ready, then just do it anyways. Just go for it. <laughs> it's like, really? <laughs> uh, that is not what we are led to believe in today's culture. At least yeah. in America. Be crucified for that. You need a signed letter from their fucking mother if you're going to have sex with this person. Yep. Better get that shit, what do you call it, cataloged or got to keep a, God, what's the fucking word I'm looking for? Keep a ring on it. <laughs> and it's put a ring on it, not keep a ring on it. Is that um, it? Does that have no. anything to do with a ring? No, no not at all. <laughs> not ring goo, not the ring. <laughs> One ring to rule them all. <laughs> you just got to keep like a a log. Just got to keep on. You got to keep on. the lo- you got to keep Dave Chappelle's love contract sitting by your bedside table. Yeah, there you go. So you got to sign everything. Sign off. So you Initial keep on. here for oral. Keep on. <laughs> I'm gonna do you too. <laughs> oh, the love contract. It was a good episode. Anyways, back to old boy. So how about that ant on the train? <laughs> you know what I immediately thought of when what? I saw that scene? Well, <laughs> Beetlejuice? No, no, not Beetlejuice. Oh, I'll get damn. to it. Um, when he was imprisoned in the hotel room, yep. he starts hallucinating sometimes about ants crawling out of his body yep. and all over his face. So then later he has this dream, or she has a dream, rather, right. 
Yep. She's on the subway and there's an ant just hanging out. Yep. Down the car. Yep. Kind of creepily or whatever. Just sitting there. And immediately just reminded me of uh, Wonderlust. Do you remember the scene in Wonderlust? Um, well, there's a couple of scenes. Remember when he kills the fly at the dinner table? Oh, the f- yeah. <laughs> and then he, when he's on the drugs and he hallucinates. Yeah. And he's back in his studio apartment in New York. And the fly walks in with like a cup of joe. <laughs> so, yeah, how's it going? Yeah, uh, right. Don't worry about the whole swatting me thing. You know, I would have done the same thing if the tables were turned. <laughs> By the way, I just fucked your wife in the other room. <laughs> I lost my shit. I had to pause old boy because it reminded me of that line. That's yeah, funny. By the way, I just fucked your wife in the other room. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, that was a good, that was a good fly scene. <laughs> also, just like the nice guys. When there's the the bee, is it the bumblebee in the back seat? When Ryan Gosling's falling asleep oh, at the yeah, wheel. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, nice guys. First I thought you said the other guys, and I was like, what? Uh, yeah, I think I said the nice guys. Yeah, yeah, you did, you did. Anyways, yeah, that's uh, that was one of my favorite, just like shots. I thought that was very, the ant on the train. Yeah, very, very cool shot. Very thought provoking. Really cool uh, scene. Kind of the leading conversation was uh, well written too about like you know lonely people and because he says that you know it wasn't. I think she was reading his journals and that's what sparked the conversation. Mm-hmm. He must have written his journals when he was imprisoned. He um, remembers or hallucinated that ants are coming out of his skin type thing, and then she was like, "Well, when people hallucinate, I feel like they always." They always mention ants because ants stay, you know, are always in groups and lonely people always think of that. Mm-hmm. It's like, do they? Do <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Do they? <laughs> Bitch, quit reading my journals. That don't make no sense. Um, then I guess we should probably start talking about the hallway scene, the famous hallway scene. Pretty baller. That's not too bad. One take. Well, there was multiple takes, but it's one shot. One shot. I mean, they had to try it a few times, rehearse it, but it's a longer. Yeah, yeah. One shot, not one the, take. Yeah. Um, the shot is, it's over a minute, I'd say. Minute and a half, two minutes, maybe? Yeah, it seemed like, yeah, yeah, probably around there. One, two minutes. It starts with that weird, it's almost like kind of breaking the fourth wall a bit. He comes up behind the first guy with the hammer. Yeah. does the tick, 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 with, the, with the graphic on the screen pointing right to the guy's head. Which is kind of funny because it doesn't really fit the movie. It, it, it's not that it doesn't work, but when I initially when I saw it, I thought the movie was going to take a different turn. And maybe have more a little similar bit. to that, like yeah, graphics somewhat. on the and screen. They, and there isn't. Yeah. There's zero after that of it. So thinking back on it, it was like, I thought it was cool. And then it was like, that it's just oddly placed, kind of a little bit, but it it's based off a comic book. At the end of the day, so maybe they mm-hmm. they were trying to fit a little bit of I don't know and the graphic the nature of it in. I think I just attribute a lot of it to it was kind of the main set piece, almost at least action wise, and it's kind of like building up the tension a little bit. I think it does it just that little part with the graphics and things. It kind of builds up the tension a little bit because he doesn't hit that guy in the face with a hammer, at least the back of it. Mm-hmm. Well, and I would say the violence as a whole in the movie, I was expecting to see a little more, and you actually don't see as much as I, I guess, as I thought I would. Mm-hmm. Even, like, when he cuts off his tongue, 
You don't you don't see it. You know mm-hmm. the camera is above his. Uh, it's you can only see really his eyes. I think in the top of his lip. Well, they they zoom over to the, the scissors and you see his hands close on the scissors. Right. So it's like they do a good job of certain things where it's like you don't need to necessarily see it in order to get the full effect. Mm-hmm. And the hammer is the same thing. And the action is very very well uh, choreographed. Yeah. Yep. Um, and he did all of his own stunts from what I read too. The actor, most of his own. See, yeah, it's choreographed very well, I should say rather. Yep. And uh, yeah, I was impressed more with the fact that it wasn't just that it was one shot, and it was kind of close quarters. Obviously, they had one wall gone, so they could shoot the whole thing yep. with a camera. But there's like thirty people in there that he's beaten mm-hmm. up, and all these actors all have to kind of constantly you know, kind of do the extra work the extras do blend into the scenery. So they either have to be attacking Odesu or they have to be in pain on the ground or in between. And there isn't a lot of, you know, if you pay attention to a lot of scenes where there's extras or just Mm -hmm. uh, maybe villainous characters that are fighting the protagonist, you know, you'll see them kind of, you can tell how it's choreographed or you can tell that, person is waiting for their cue to do what they're going to do next yeah like i have to step over here and then swing or i have to go over this way once this happens right there, yep. i didn't see a lot of that it was all i thought it was very well i don't know it was just very well done in that they didn't i guess tip their hand at all that they were it just all seemed very realistic very all together yeah i all agree with villains. that because even the stabbing in the back that was the only thing that was fake that was it's fake. A CGI but, knife. But, but I was going to say it was still done smoothly. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, like, I didn't even see it happen initially. All of a sudden it was like, oh, shit, he got a knife in his back. Like, it, yeah. everything kind of was smooth in how it moved down the corridor. So, yeah, I'd agree with that. Uh, Hard Boiled, the movie Hard Boiled. Mm-hmm. Didn't that have a famous hospital hallway shot? I haven't seen Hard Boiled since um, college. There's a, it's a long... It's a long tracking shot. Tracking shot, but it's one hallway, right, in the hospital? Or is uh, it not yeah, one? but the, the hallway turns, and gotcha. people are going in out of windows. And that's a shootout, obviously, but yeah. it was – yeah, that's that's what that kind of reminded me of. I was trying to think of the movie, and I just did. And that's also from behind, so you're falling through the hallway. Not to the side, right. And then, right. oh, boy, yeah, it's, on the, it's almost like you're the wall. Right. Yep. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. See, I thought all the actors in that scene was choreographed perfectly. It didn't seem like people were just waiting around for their next part of the scene. It was all very natural. And I like the fact that the he missed people with the hammer sometimes. Yep. And it just hit the wall, and you could hear it hit the wall. Like, the mm-hmm. sound effects were very well done as well, I thought. Yeah, I agree. Let's get to a lot of teeth ripping in this movie. <laughs> a lot of throat rips. A lot of teeth rips. Teeth rips. <laughs> um, yeah, he loves that hammer because that's what he's using for yep because he got the owner of that establishment as the prison mr pock yeah he pulls out all his teeth to try to figure out who paid him but he didn't know who it was really he just kind of knew he said that you talk too much yeah loose lips sink Sink ships ships. (laughs) (laughs) heard that dude heard Heard that. that heard it all right let's cut to no don't cut just got to uh, Desu's captor, a wealthy man named Lee Wu Jin, contacts Desu again and gives him the following ultimatum. 
If Desu discovers the motive for his imprisonment within five days, then Wu Jin will kill himself. Otherwise, Wu Jin will kill Mido. As Desu and Mido become intimate, they have sex. Meanwhile, Juan tries to contact Desu with some important information about Wu Jin's sister, but is murdered by Wu Jin, who is secretly following him. Desu eventually recalls that he and Wu Jin had gone to the same high school and that he had witnessed Wu Jin committing incest with his own sister. After Desu told his classmates about the event, one classmate, <laughs> Wu Jin's sister committed suicide, leading Wu Jin to hate Desu. Back in the present day, Wu Jin cuts off Mr. Park's hand, fulfilling an earlier threat by Desu, causing Mr. Park and his gang to seemingly join forces with Desu. Desu leaves Midu with Mr. Park and leaves to face Wu Jin. So, we get to some torture, we get to some banging, we get to some incest. <laughs> So, we haven't gotten to the big reveal yet, but nope, not yet. we can talk about, so, Midu and Odesu, finally, he finally, she doesn't really resist, she sings the song, and then it's like, all out fuck fest time. Yeah, long, it's a long scene. It's a longer scene, yeah. And they're really going after out after the big reveal. I got, I got, I got. Ski, 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 ski. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of oh, and there's the torture, that there's creative death as well. Because when uh, is it Juwan that's in the kind of internet cafe and he's talking to Odesu over the phone, talking about what he found out. He keeps Wujin. calling Wu Jin's sister a slut. Yeah, like, she was such a slut, such a big slut. This and that was like yeah. Jesus. And the guy, I loved how Wu Jin just breaks a CD. Yeah. Fucking like just slits his throat a bunch yep. of times, just stabs him with the CD. A lot of MacGyver kills in here. Just yeah, like whatever stuff. you can get your hands on. Pulled teeth out with the back of a hammer. Yeah. Killing people with CDs. <laughs> uh, the one scene I did find pretty baller after the long sex scene was the room was filled with gas, and then Wu Jin is laying in the bed with them with the gas mask on. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Very blue velvet esque yeah. is how it felt. I was Got like the sitting gas. there and I was like, Are they dreaming? And I was like, Nah, that's real. Like that <laughs> that was like it's a pretty fucking crazy shot. Uh it's pretty cool. It's like what's he use just hanging out in there? Yep. Having a ball. <laughs> I mean he also could have been playing bugs at that time. Yeah. At least the present in there. Right. Because that's after, you know, they find his Mr. Pock's hand and then Finds out he's bugged and then goes and gets the bugs removed. Uh, you just want to go to the last paragraph and then we'll yeah, sure. wrap her up. At Wu Jin's penthouse, Desu is beaten badly by Wu Jin's personal guard, resident badass. Uh, oh, it doesn't give his name. Fuck, I was wondering what his name was. Is that guy white hair? Was called yeah, Mr. White. Blonde, Mr. White. <laughs> uh, that guy was kind of a badass. He didn't talk. He was Mr. One of those Han henchman. Yeah, he's pretty baller henchman. So he's badly beaten by him until Wu Jin intervenes, killing his own bodyguard. Wu Jin reveals the truth that Mido is Desu's daughter. Snap. Wu Jin had arranged their meeting by using hypnosis to guide Desu into the sushi restaurant, hoping that they would fall in love so that Desu might experience the same pain which Wu Jin had. Wu Jin proceeds to threaten to tell the truth to Mido, who is being held by Mr. Park in his new prison. Desu apologizes for driving Wu Jin's sister to suicide and begs him not to tell Mido. 
When Ujian is unimpressed, Desu cuts off or cuts out his own tongue as a symbol of penance. Wujin accepts Desu's pleading and tells Mr. Park to keep the truth from Mido. Wujin then boards the elevator, recalls the events of his sister's suicide, and shoots himself in the head with a Derringer pistol. In the aftermath of the event, Desu finds the hypnotist from the prison to erase his knowledge of Mido being his daughter, so that they can stay together and have a nice relationship. Mido then finds Desu and embraces him. Desu breaks into a wide smile, which is then slowly replaced by a look of pain, bringing into question whether the hypnosis worked. Cut to black. Credits. (laughs) So, he's been banging his daughter the whole movie. (laughs) Very graphically. Yep. And it's been recorded by Wu Jin, who plays it for great dramatic effect after he reveals the information to him. Easily the most torturous scene in the whole movie, I would say. <laughs> yeah, the whole, you're just cringe for like five minutes, you're just cringing at the screen. Because <laughs> you cringe once you find out, oh, Mido is his daughter. Oh, God, they had that long sex scene. Oh, <laughs> girls. <laughs> and then <laughs> fucking Wu Jin. is Einhorn. <laughs> and then Wu Jin goes, I got some fresh new beats. And he turns on a stereo, and it's those two having sex again. And you're like, oh, now I have to experience it all over again. Uh, it's so like I'll graphic endure. too. It's gross. <laughs> it is fucking gross. It's like, ooh, it hurts, but I'll bear it for you. Ugh. Don't. So yeah, then uh, we come to find out that back in high school, he saw Wu Jin fooling around with his sister, taking yeah. pictures, and then fooling around with her, and he saw they had a relationship. Yeah. So he tells, was it? Did he tell? He told just a friend. Because you know. he was leaving for Seoul, South Korea, the next day, mm-hmm. I think, to join the military, I take it. Yeah. Uh, I think. Because he's in fatigues. He's in, like, army yep. fatigues. Mm-hmm. Uh, smoking heaters. Yeah, chain smoking. Chain, chain trying smoking. to impress the ladies. Uh, yeah, because he's hanging upside down on the pull-up <laughs> bar smoking a cig. <laughs> I was like, that's pretty baller. Uh, and then he tells his one friend about it. And then his friend, and he goes, don't tell anybody. And then his friend immediately walks off and is like, I got to go do something. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, you son of a bitch, don't tell anybody. And it's too late. The whole school knows. So the school Jin knows that he's banging, banging his, his daughter. And then. Uh, no, his sister. Which is sorry, his sister. sister. And then uh, there's a rumor that she's pregnant. Yeah. And uh, Wu Jin talks about how they're actually, she wasn't pregnant. And all the stress. And anxiety from all the rumors caused her to miss her period and gain a little weight because that's what happens when you don't have periods for a while. Yeah. And so it just kind of, she had, I don't know, I wouldn't even say a baby bump. I mean, she didn't look like she had extra pounds when you see her anyways. In the movie, you don't notice outside of them. If they didn't talk about it, you wouldn't notice, I guess. So it was just a lot of gossip talk, but that drove her, them to, well, at least her specifically to suicide. Yeah. And she was kind of all right with it, and he wasn't, of course. And yeah. That's one way that the end connects with the beginning, is that um, you see Ujin holding onto his sister's arm, much like Odesu is holding onto that guy's tie at yeah. the edge of the building in the beginning. Yep. It's kind of a little s- cyclical parallel, yeah. whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Yeah, so she pretty much just jumps off. Well, I mean... She, she gets him to let her go, and she falls to her death. And so he feels kind of bad about that. 
and holds a grudge against Desu. Yep. Which I don't know if is I'm pretty sure this movie is not pro incest. No. <laughs> Treats it as a negative. It's a bugaboo. <laughs> it's a bugaboo. <laughs> One of my two bugaboos. <laughs> so it's not like this movie is glorifying that aspect or that, you know, love is love or you know, um it's not that necessarily you're saying that Wu Jin and his sister should have been together. Mm-hmm. It was just he just couldn't handle it and blamed Odesu for everything and all that pent up anger over the years. I'm, I'm guessing he killed his wife. This is a classic case of bullying in schools, people. Yeah. You know, if Odesu hadn't been bullying Wu Jin <laughs> for banging his sister, he wouldn't have know, made him fuck his daughter. They had, if they had <laughs> anti bullying policies in the Korean schools. <laughs> That's all they need. I um, think that's what this is all about. Bowling. <laughs> I think the hypnosis aspect is probably the weakest part of the film. Yeah, I mean, it, I thought they they explained it well enough to connect the dots yeah, at the end. Well when enough. he's like, yeah, you're hypnotized. And when you answered the phone call, that triggered something in her to touch your hand. And then touching the hand made you pass out, blah, blah, blah. Like, it connected the dots enough. Uh yeah. We don't really see any of it and at the end. The only time you see it is right is in the beginning when the lady comes into the room and then the next thing she's talking to him and then the next thing he's rolling out of the suitcase on the roof. Mm-hmm. And in my head I was first like, you didn't know he's being hypnotized at the time, but then it's like, yeah, it makes sense, I guess. But yeah, I mean, it worked well enough for what it needed to do, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't necessarily say it's just like a weak part. It was just like... The whole movie is so strong and it's plotting, it's methodically, you know, releasing tidbits of information along the way. And there's the big reveal. And then it's like, well, the whole time they've just been hypnotizing them when they've been drugging them Mm -hmm. and things like that. And it's kind of like, well, I guess. I mean, I know they needed the hypnosis so that they would fall in love because you couldn't just bank on them falling in love because she's a young girl and he's an older guy. Right. And they say I mean, that. I would believe that he wouldn't recognize his daughter after 15 years. I could believe that. Oh, yeah. Yep. yep. Possibly. So I was like, they don't they didn't need it for that aspect of the story It's pretty much just to like make sure you know, we really need him to, you know, we Hook. need him to bang. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We need him to consummate their family. Consummate the thing already. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, you want to give a little. Let's see here. I have some fun facts here. If you want to just get into the fun facts. Do you, you want to talk about the Greek myth? Yeah. Uh, so from what I read, it's um, American audiences or international audiences kind of look at the Greek myth aspect. It was just like a, not a, like a, a coincidence, but kind of a, a kind of a side, uh, kind of a side aspect to the film. Whereas yeah. from what I read, like the Koreans and uh, the director himself was like, that's a major theme of the film. Yeah. That, and I kind of took the same thing away from the different stuff I read. But Odesu, the character name actually originates from uh, Greek mythology um, from the god Oedipus, O-E-D-I-P-U-S, Oedipus. Uh who's a tragic hero in Greek mythology who ended up loving his own mother. And there's a few different parallels between that story 
and in the movie and in the movie. So in one of the film's iconic shots, Wu Jin strikes a yoga pose and uh Pak Chan Wook said he designed the pose to convey the image of Apollo. And apparently in Greek mythology, Apollo's prophecy was the one that revealed Oedipus's fate in the story Sophocles Oedipus the King. And it links to a different one and is only a minor element in most English language criticism of the film. While Koreans, like you said, made it a central theme. Uh, other people analyzed and said that Odesu and Wu Jin both represented Oedipus, the Greek mythology character, because Wu Jin, obviously, the incest with his sister mm-hmm. and Odesu with his daughter. So they say it's not necessarily just Odesu, it's both of them. But then there's also, uh, besides kind of the unknown incest that's revealed Oedipus in the Greek mythology gouged his own ODP? eye. ODP? Yeah, you know me. ODP. <laughs> yeah, you know me. It's OPP. I know. <laughs> but the Greek guy is not OPP. It's ODP. It's not because OD and P aren't even next to each other. So? OED. <laughs> IPUS. <laughs> They're so, in there though. So Oedipus in the actual Greek <laughs> <laughs> mythology, gouges his own eyes out to avoid seeing a world that despises his truth. While Odesu cut out his own tongue to avoid revealing the truth to his, the world. So, yeah, kind of interesting. And the fact that he wants his memory wiped by right. a hypnotist. Yeah. Doesn't want to think about it. And at the end, that's what we talked about. It's pretty much the only ambiguous thing in the film. You know, did the hypnosis work? Did it not? I just... With the frown on his face or the, the look of, I guess, worry or anxiety, it seems like it didn't work. I guess I didn't care, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, I get that's what the question mark was supposed to be at the end. Like, did it work? Credits? I, I didn't care. I. Th- that was the whole it thing. It didn't matter the... to me that it if it happened or not. I don't know why it just didn't. Because like the hypnosis thing, I was like, it's been working the whole movie, been working yeah. like gangbusters, and then it doesn't work at the end. That's what I mean. It's It'd like have to it doesn't be if, make. It maybe doesn't, she didn't want to help him. Maybe she didn't like maybe. him either. You know. But, but it doesn't. It doesn't make sense to me that it wouldn't have worked in the end. That's yeah. why it's like I get it was supposed to be a question mark, but to me it's like eh, it worked. Yeah. Whatever. Again, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Still, I don't know. It just didn't That's matter. the other thing is, like, if it didn't work, why Even couldn't she it, just try it again? Well, the thing, well, she disappeared. <laughs> but it doesn't matter if it didn't work or not because you, you still know what – we still know what happened. You know what I mean? It doesn't mm-hmm. – I guess it doesn't – I don't give a shit because she, me do – me do didn't get hypnotized to forget everything that occurred. So there's still – Well, it's because she didn't know. There's still a possibility that she could find out later – about the father, him being your father. Yeah. Who knows? It, I don't know. To me, it didn't matter. I didn't care about the question mark. Mm-hmm. But. And he, I mean, he talks too much. Let's put it that way. That's why He's got to keep his mouth shut. That's why to lose his tongue, dude. So you gossip hounds out there, quit opening up your mouths or you're going to end up banging your kids. It's a classic case of bullying here. <laughs> Loose lips. Sink ships. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a couple more fun facts I had. There's many instance, instances of cosmic justice throughout the film. Desu's character talks too much, so at the end of the film, he cuts his tongue, or he, has, he gets his tongue cut off. Mr. Han, the man with the white hair, hears everything that Wu Jin did and still lets him do it. 
This is justified by him getting stabbed in the ear and deafened at the end. Additionally, the imagery of Jesus, uh, which Odesu sees on the wall of his prison, uh, looks identical to Odesu at the end of the movie during the big reveal. So you get that little connection. Uh, there are some constant parallels between Mido and Suwa, Wujin's sister, throughout the film. Uh, one, of them is, one of them is that Suya and Midu dress in predominantly red clothing and are associated with a red color. Suwa's red bike and umbrella, the red wallpaper in Mido's apartment and prison room. Uh, the hallway scene shot in three days. Uh, no CGI was used except for that uh, the knife. And yeah, it only took a few takes, a few run-throughs, and then they got it. And this is the second film of Chan Wook Park's Revenge Trilogy. First is Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance, and the third is Lady Vengeance. And I'd like to, uh, they've been on Netflix quite a bit. Yeah. Um, I have them on my list. I haven't seen them yet, but yeah. After this, I mean, I hear this is kind of the best of the three, but, you know, whatever. I mean, I'm just going to watch them all. And I've also seen Stoker, which he did with. Oh, okay. Um, you can borrow that if you want. It's it's pretty. I don't want to. It's pretty pretty sweet. Yeah, you'll want to sometime. Mia Wasikowska. All right, that's about all I had. Don't bang your daughter. It's <laughs> <laughs> the moral of today's episode. Yep. Keep it clean. Keep <laughs> it mean. <laughs> Anything else you want to add? No, I don't. Like a guy's fucking his daughter. I think we can just end the episode. Old boy. That's it. <laughs> old boy, young girl. <laughs> I'll let you, old boy. <laughs> Name of the episode. Uh, I wish. Uh, you you write it so you can make it happen. No, but it's a breakdown, so it's going to say breakdown. <laughs> and it's just the movie in the year. What? Yeah. What? But reach out to us. Holla at your old boy. <laughs> Hashtag. Follow us. Holla at your old boy. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter at watchthis underscore movie. Check out our website at wtmwatchthismovie.com. You know, Spike Lee's remake actually should have been called Holla at your old boy. <laughs> <laughs> it should have been should. kind of a mix of. I'm glad I thing. haven't watched it. <laughs> but, um. But, um. Yeah, you should uh, email us to watch this movie at yahoo.com. I'll let us. Let us know I'll what's going on. <laughs> let I'll us know I'll the sitch. And public service announcement, don't have sex with your family. I'll let you, old boy. <laughs> Other than that, we'll check you later. Guess we'll see you around. All right, check you later. Bye. Wait, man, why are you always such a dork, man? What are you talking check about? Check you later. Check you later. <laughs> hey, man, you off my case.